Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our GYST podcast, where we help you get your together. Hello, everyone, and welcome again to another edition of your favorite podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as Get Your Shit Together. We're delighted that you can join us this evening or morning or afternoon, depending on when you're listening to this and what time zone. I'm losing. <laughs> I'm losing it over here, bro. I'm losing it over here. That was so damn pleasant. Wasn't it, though? You from, like, Wisteria Lane? Yeah, I felt like I was, like, driving down a Connecticut road in the fall or something, you know, listening to classical music. Beautiful fall leaves. Yeah. In an old 57 Studebaker. Whew. You driving Miss Daisy, bro? I don't know what a Studebaker is, but it sounds delicious. <laughs> you don't want to eat one of those. <laughs> Oh, man. How are you doing today, Rohit? Uh, I'm doing well. Good to hear. I'm doing well. Good to hear. How are you today? Fantastic. So I I do want to let the audience know, we are recording this late. Very. Compared to like, and when we say late, we're like a week late. Days late. Yeah. Because. Four days. uh, Kyle and I were getting ready to record. And before we hit the record button, we were just kind of BSing. And we decided to what instead? We decided to go get some damn chicken wings. Oh, man, they were good. You had mentioned it like earlier that night. You might have mentioned it on air on the episode we recorded that night. I can't remember. And then you said it again, and I was kind of like, yo, do you want to just <laughs> record later this week and go get some wings or something? <laughs> and it just it just came. We, we went to Buffalo Wild Wings mm. down the road. We are eating wings and hanging out, and somebody, what was the kid's name? Do you remember his name? I, I don't. He was supposed to get in touch with me, but he never did. We told him we'd mention him on air, but... Jerk. Yeah. Totally kidding. But this kid did the hot wing challenge. It was 12 of the Inferno or Blazin or whatever it is. What, so uh, they said it, their hottest is Blazin, mm-hmm. but if you do the challenge, it's hotter than the Blazin. Oh. So it's not just like their normal Blazin. It's like some special like... Oh, that's rude. And if you do it, you do get... And you have like... I forgot how long. Not very long. Six minutes. And... 30 seconds per wing. If you do it... You get a t-shirt, but you still have to pay for your meal. Meal is not free. Oh, that's jacked up. That's what happens when you go to a franchise. (laughs) You got to pay for the wings whether you finish them or not. Yeah. If you finish them, you get a t-shirt and a gallon of milk. (laughs) Terrible. Well, he he was a trooper. He championed through about four of those wings before he started crying. It's not bubbling all over his face. It was hilarious. We took some video and some pictures. It was great. Cool experience. Yeah. One of the things I found fascinating about that night, and before we jump into this, uh, you had never sat at the bar, you said. Yeah, of any restaurant. That's crazy to think to me. Or a bar. I've never sat at a bar. Really? Yeah, now that I think about it. It's crazy to think to me. Oh. Fascinating. Huh. Yeah, anyway, new experiences. Yeah. Cool. Well, Rohit, what is this evening's episode about? Well, Kyle, I'm glad you asked. So... Let me paint a picture for the audience. Now, how many of you guys at home, and if you're driving, I still want you to do this. Now, close your <laughs> eyes. And, no. um, so, so think about this. How often are you just flipping through the channels, right? And there's a movie that comes on. And you're like, it's been a long time since I've seen this. I'm going to watch it. Are you talking about Shawshank Redemption? You and Shawshank Redemption. Now, you've got the DVD. But if it's on TV, you watch it every time, sitting through the commercials and all. But yet the DVD is there. But you'll never watch it. Now, why is that? I'm afraid of commitment. 
You got it out of me. And that's why he hasn't proposed yet. Whoa, come on, uh, buddy. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> but, but that's kind of what this is about. If you, if you make a conscious effort to watch Shawshank Redemption, which is like a two-hour long, two and a half, I, I don't know. <laughs> Three hours on TBS or whatever cable channel. Yeah. It, you are setting aside. You're recognizing, okay, I need to set two hours aside for this movie. But in life, we say that we're so busy that it prevents us from doing anything. But if it's on TV, you know, you can watch a little bit, commercials on, you can go do something and kind of catch in between. And the same thing, I think, is true with communication these days. How many of us use our phones for a phone? And how many of us use our phones as a instant messaging service, texting? And I can't remember the lot. Like, if I get a phone call now, I think it's an emergency, like something's wrong. Whereas really, like, that shouldn't be the case. If somebody calls me up just to say, hi, how you doing? I shouldn't think like, oh, something must be wrong. And so it's interesting how the vast majority of our communication now is all done via text. And so what we're going to talk about is what do you gain from texting versus phone calls and, and what do you lose and how does it affect relationships and you know what are you trying to do at the end of the day so um, I think that's huge I wrote down while you were saying that uh, what we use our phones for you said today I was talking to our boy B. Kirk mm. remember Brandon? Brandon Kirk Brandon Kirk love that guy and he one of the whitest black guys I've ever met <laughs> yeah, good dude. Radio voice. <laughs> we should bring him on. Um, we were talking about Apple versus Android, and he jokingly said that Apple phones are too simplistic and was making wisecracks about them. I said, but Brandon, you have an iPhone. And he goes, yeah, I like my silly, just simple phone. Android users are always like, you can do this, you can do that. But it's a fucking phone. Why do you need your phone to do that many things? Yeah. Because now it's not even a phone anymore. It's a computer. Yeah. That you can just make calls on it if you want to. But now we've forgotten that we can make calls. We don't even make calls anymore. As as our behaviors shifted, the phone companies chase for our profit margins have shifted as well. Mm-hmm. You used to pay 45 cents a minute. Now they can't give those things away. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unlimited minutes now? like Can you even not get an unlimited minutes plan anymore? God, Is that even know. a thing? And and if I really think about it, do I... I mean, I probably only speak about 20 minutes a month on the phone. And that's usually wow. when my dad's calling. Yeah. Wow. That's not much at all. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? I'll, I almost wonder if they reinvented this device today, what they would call it. The phone, you mean? Yeah. Because it's the smartphone started from Microsoft. Microsoft invented the smartphone. I think it would be called a Palm Pilot. With um, <laughs> PDA. Yeah. With with uh, Windows Mobile. They, they invented the smartphone. The combination of a PDA, personal digital assistant, with a phone. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they had Windows Mobile up to 6.5. They had 80% of the smartphone market share. Yeah. But everything was done via stylus or a text, I mean, a, a keyboard, Those things or were, synchronizing with the computer. Those things were clunky and heavy. And then, you know, 
um, Apple combined the phone with an iPod, mm-hmm. came out with iPhone, and, you know, the rest is what it is. History. They made it touch-friendly, a touch-friendly experience. Yeah. The the iPhone, I, I love it, actually. You, have you ever had an iPhone? I did. I had the 3S. Oh, okay. So it's been a while. 3, 3GS or 3GS, whatever? 3GS, yeah. Yeah, okay. So it's been a while. I love it. I think I love what I like more about it is the um, probably the environment, the community of iPhone users and the features that are enabled between other iPhone users and really just its simplicity. I don't need my phone to do all the stuff that a lot of Android phones can do. I don't need to customize my back screen and mm-hmm. customize my applications and my background color and all that stuff. I don't really care about any of that stuff, to be honest. Um, I use it for a lot of things, though. So it, it just works great for me. Um, you mentioned movies versus DVDs, movies on TV versus DVDs, and text messaging versus phone calling. We had a brief discussion earlier about how uh, you felt before you made a phone call to somebody. Mm-hmm. How you said, well, you know, you're busy, you've got kids, you work, you do this, you do that. Yeah. I don't want to call you and catch you when it's inconvenient. Yeah. Do you believe that you're inconveniencing somebody by calling them? I think this day and age, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we have become a society of convenience for us. Individual convenience okay. is an all-time high. And so with that, if... Which is how texting came about, if you think about it. Yeah. You know, it, it's communicating on my terms. Is what we both go into a text conversation mm. with. I'm putting it on my terms. I'll get back to you whenever I can. You'll get back to me whenever you can. It's selfish as fuck. Yeah, it's it's not realistically. It's not an open conversation anymore. No. And what happens is think about conflict. If if there's something if there's a conflict between us, right? And before we started this this podcast, you and I kind of shared a, a little bit of a conflict and, and we resolved it super quick. But if we were doing that through text, when you have a, a conflict with someone, you're like, oh, wow, like Kyle said this to me and he's like calling me out or I'm calling him out. Therefore, you know, OK, let me think about I, I want to have a good comeback for him or, mm-hmm. you know, he, Kyle's going to think about an experience when when maybe he did something that I didn't do or something, you know. So that's why we, we tend to delay things, because we want to have it on our terms. Which. I think takes away the magic of communication anyways. Um, when with with my friend, like I was talking about, her and I were texting each other. And I was like, you know, who even uses a phone to talk anymore? And she said, you know, I still enjoy getting phone calls from my friends and all this kind of stuff. And I told her, I was like, I would love to talk to you on the phone. but But you've got a couple of kids. I don't know how busy you are or what you're doing. I don't want to call you and interrupt your flow just to have you say, oh, you know what? Like, I'm busy right now. Can I call you back? Even though it's not a problem, here's the mindset that I go in. If I call someone up on the phone, like a friend, just to kind of catch up or something, it's at least a 20-minute conversation. So now I'm trying to carve out 20 minutes. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not doing anything right now. Let's give Tananda a call. Tananda's my friend that I was. Let's give her a call. But then... 
okay, what time is it? Okay, right now she's probably getting ready to put the kids to sleep. Should I call now? No, you know what? I'll just text her because it's more convenient for her. But by doing that, had we talked on the phone, where would our friendship be? You and I. You could ask those same questions that you were going to text. Yeah. And and think, think to you and I. There's no way or very rarely do I get a phone call from you or I call you where we don't end up talking for an hour and a half. Oh, man. Almost every time. Right? And yeah, we could be texting, but we wouldn't get as in-depth. No. We wouldn't be more reactionary to what we're saying. If you said something thought-provoking, I couldn't ask you right away, wait, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. And the other thing is, is how abbreviated are your answers? So, for example, say you and Emily had this huge fight. In text, you're saying how abbreviated are Okay, got yeah. it. You and Emily had this huge fight. Well, if you call me up, you can go into detail about what happened. But if you're texting me, you just be like, you know, can we go get some wings? Emily and I just had a fight. Or and you're like, you know? what the hell? What happened? I'm like, what happened? Like, again? are you okay? What the hell? You know? We don't fight all the time, guys. I'm just, I was joking about that again thing. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, I don't think I've ever really like, row hit, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she hit me again. Yeah. She, she punched me. <laughs> She did punch me in the chest the other day. I was sad. It was in a grocery store. But go ahead. Yeah, sorry. But but it's interesting how we, I feel like if you have a 20-minute conversation with someone now in person, you both walk away saying, wow, that was an amazing conversation. Which is why we do this podcast. Yeah. Every week. It's It's not an amazing conversation unless you really dive in deep, unless you are talking to someone and you're listening to someone and you are interacting with them right away real time yeah that's something i wrote on the board too was that uh, a phone call or physical communication real communication not a text message not an email you're getting that person unfiltered you're getting their real reactions you're not getting a poker face from them behind a text message behind their apple or android phone screen those types of emotions, when brought into a conversation with uh, physical communication as well, I think take the relationship and the conversation itself to another level. Because you can see how animated I'll get. Yeah. Or how sad I may feel. And just quiet and reserved I may be, depending upon what we're talking about. But if you text me the exact same thing, I yeah, can't no tell clue. the difference. No clue. An exclamation point could be funny. It could be angry. My boy Tone always writes everything in all caps. I think he's a fucking weirdo for it. I'm like, bro, stop yelling at me. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> his thing. It's, he always does it. So now I just, you know, whatever it is, what it is. When other people see it, they're like, man, so hostile. Yeah. Like your capital letters come across as yelling with your hands in the air. And I was wondering, really? Is, is this person really... Over there laughing right now out loudly? <laughs> or are they just putting lol? Yeah. What is lol? God, I hate it when people put the Z on there. Lols. Lols. What are we doing? Oh my God. Who still does that? Call them out right now. My friend now. Sarah does it. Sarah. Sarah, you got to knock that off. Sarah, are you an adult? Sarah, please don't put Z at the end of your lols anymore. Sarah Jones calling you out. Sarah Jones, damn it. And I'll ask her too. I'm like, what's a lols? She's like, you know, like, it's funny, comma, lols. So she laughed out loud so hard she fell asleep? 
Oh, oh, wow. That's a good one. Yeah, Terrible. I don't know. Terrible. That was horrible. Sorry. Dad jokes. Got them for days. So, I mean, that's that's fascinating, right? So, I think in the midst of that, have we become afraid to have actual communication, audible communication, physical communication? I think so. Does it create anxiety, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Because... Has text messaging created that anxiety? Because now, so you mentioned uh-huh. earlier, uh-huh. text messaging is communicating on your terms, uh-huh. right? I can reply back whenever I want to. That, unfortunately, has become acceptable. It's become normalized. For me not to reply to you for a day or six hours or two hours, uh-huh. or vice versa, whatever that looks like, that has become normalized. If you really think about it, it's kind of rude. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, early on in the history of text messaging, did that create anxiety? If you were text messaging somebody, something that may be vulnerable or could Mm -hmm. potentially be misinterpreted because they they can't see uh, the way you're saying something in the text message, did that, you think, did that create anxiety? Yeah, I think... I think it would cause a little sense of lack of control. If okay. if we're having a conversation that is not a pleasant conversation via text, I can control it anytime. Wow, Kyle made me mad. Okay, fine. I'm just not going to respond right now. You know? And, but are and you going to stew on it? Probably. Are you going to allow those emotions to continue to perpetuate themselves? I think it would be in in the back of my mind. I'd be like, man, who does he think he is or whatever, or, you know. And then finally, like, I'm going to think about it, and I'm like, oh, I've got this great comeback for him. Oh, yeah, Kyle? You know, and I and I text you right back. But now the ball's in your court. So now you're having the same conversation with yourself. It's like, oh, now Rohit made me mad. I'm not going to respond to him right away. Or let me think about what to say. Hmm. And because of that, communication is so delayed now that, you know, if, if for example, you didn't want to be friends with someone a long time ago, right? <laughs> and you guys are talking, and you're like, you know what, look, I, I appreciate you always calling me and stuff like that. I just want to let you know, I, I think we're going different paths, and, and maybe we shouldn't be friends or, any, or anything. I don't know if that ever happened. But now it's, oh, Kyle's texting me, ignore, ignore. Ignore. He's calling me. Ignore. Hoping that eventually you get the point. I'm the worst person to do this to because I don't get the point. <laughs> As I shared on, on air multiple we know, times. We know that. Three years down the road. Oh, I wonder how she's doing. Let me text her. You know? And um, and I think that's, that's what it is, is we don't want to face conflict. And so by texting, it takes that possibility of real conflict away because not only is it on my terms but i also have the power so you're taking back control taking back control we've all become control freaks when it comes to this form of pseudo communication yeah and and you talked about that pseudo communication yeah i don't think it's real communication I, i don't believe it is anyway i mean it's i think it's a way to it is a form of communication, and I think it is a, it's a way to get across quick and convenient messages um, with, again, no real commitment in mind, right? You can just send a message, and you don't have to worry about whether someone gets that message immediately 
or gets it later or whether or not they reply right away, right? You can put it out there and now you're okay with it. You don't think about it. And how deep are our relationships anymore, our friendships? Surface level. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's only a few people that will call me on the phone mm-hmm. and, and I'll talk to them. But for the vast majority, I'm, I'm trying to think of most of my communication with people and it's all text. A lot of it is, yeah. And I don't know if I like that. I would agree. You know what I think is really weird? Yeah. The way people communicate on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like when people will, this is just me thinking it's weird. Maybe it's weird that I think it's weird, but it is what it is. People will like like a status update or a post or whatever and they'll tag somebody in it and say hey blankety blank what are you doing and I'm like oh, why don't you just call or text that person yeah why are you I, I, I don't get it that's kind of weird to me because that is again I think like a form of pseudo communication mm-hmm. I make a lot of phone calls on my commute I have a fairly long commute for work not super long 45 minutes home usually at least um, that is for me a perfect time to make use to continue connecting and developing all my relationships with friends, family, whatever that may be. So I always call people on the way home. Yeah. A lot of times they'll say, "Oh, what are you doing? Are you on the way home?" Yep. Yeah, this is when you call me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Because I'm reaching out. How you doing? How you been? How's your week? What you got going on? What are you doing this weekend? You know, what have you been up to? How's the family? Yeah. Whatever. Because I, I fall into part of the insecurity that you mentioned is that I'm inconveniencing somebody. Yeah. And really, it's an insecurity on my own part. Mm-hmm. Because why am I afraid to call somebody and find out that I'm inconveniencing them? Yeah. That's not a reflection on myself. Oh. Right? They just don't have time for a conversation. That's fine. Hey, what's up going on? What are you doing? Oh, man, I'm like in the middle of 10 different things right now. Can I call you later? Oh, yeah, it's cool. Just want to catch up with you. No sweat. Don't worry about it. Yeah. See, and What's th- wrong with that? I think it kind of becomes a game, though, because if, if you call me and I say, hey, Kyle, like, you know, in the middle of something, can, can I hit you back up? I'm like, yeah, no problem. And then I call you and you're in the middle of something. I'm mm-hmm. Like, can you call me back? I don't know. I mean, I I feel like. We, we're so distracted now that we'll use any excuse not to do something. Like, like there have been times when I'm not doing anything mm-hmm. and my phone's ringing and it's, it's a friend calling me. And I'm like, wow, I haven't talked to her in a long time. But I know we would be playing catch up, which would probably take about 20, 30 minutes. I don't know if I want to do that right now. <laughs> I got to admit to that same thing, man. It's like, oh. I can't take this call right now. It's going to be a half-hour conversation. Yeah. I'm not ready for that right now. And because of that, like, we we lose. We lose. Yeah. We, we have weaker relationships, weaker friendships, because there, there are things that we're not doing or setting up. Is it because we've all become so accessible? I'll, I'll tell you one thing. So, I am incredibly flexible i've been doing yoga my whole life and meditating you <laughs> i almost drooled <laughs> that was horrible 
<laughs> I don't know why I thought it was so funny. <laughs> oh man. But but I'm I tell everyone I've got an incredibly packed schedule. However, I'm also amazingly flexible. If you tell me I want to do something, I'll rearrange my schedule and make it happen. But I've noticed that when I say that to people, they say, okay, I'll get back to you when, when I'm not busy. And, and they never do because I'm too accessible. So they know, okay, he's always available. But the times when I'm truly looking at my schedule that's packed because I'm meeting with other people, like for example, if someone on a Monday is like, hey, let's get together for tomorrow. Like I can't tomorrow, tomorrow's podcast day. I can't for lunch, we, we get together. How about Wednesday for lunch? Then they're like, okay, yeah, I can do that. And I think what, what happens is when you present people with decisions to make, they feel more comfortable rather than just throwing it out into the open. Okay, you let me know when you're free. Wow, that's a lot of pressure. <laughs> now it's on me. You know, but if I'm like, okay, I want to get together with you, but, you know, I'm good for next Thursday. Can you make that happen? And I've noticed that when, when I'm more stringent with that, as opposed to just saying, I'm flexible, I can make anything happen. It changes in the way that people respect my time as well. Do you think that, so you had mentioned that there's a lot of pressure for that person. Mm-hmm. Do you think that also they feel that, oh, well, this person's willing to work around my schedule. Okay, well, I don't have to make a decision now. Yeah, I can delay it. it yeah. can go either way. That's fantastic observation. Yeah, Absolutely. They feel that you're so accessible that they can just call you whenever and you're going to be available. Yeah. And so one of the things I've been trying to do more recently is when you know you come across someone and you're like, oh, we should get together sometime. Great. Let's schedule that out. You know, when are you free? That reminds me to download my Fred Meyer Friday coupon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to do the same thing. Because that kind of looked like a Fred Meyer graphic for some reason. You know how they have it at the top with like, yeah sorry <laughs> it's Idaho potatoes Idaho potatoes or cup I'm gonna go get some yeah <laughs> totally boring podcast right now <laughs> but but Kyle, let's let's talk about some stuff that we can do okay like we we've talked about things that we've talked about how texting takes people away from having stronger relationships. And we've talked about how texting also puts it on your terms and and helps you keep the power. But if you really want a strong relationship with people, does that matter? Does power matter? Does convenience matter? So what are some things that we can do? Like, what are some challenges that, that you and I can give to each other right now and to the audience at home as well? Make a phone call. If you commute, if you ride a bus, if you ride a train, if you drive, if you ride a bike, get a Bluetooth headset because it's just dangerous. Make a phone call on your commute. It helps me. It helps me to continue to develop and build on the relationships that I have with people, friends, family. I talked to my brother on the way over here. His wife's, so his mother-in-law and sister-in-law are there. His wife's mom and sister are in town. They're there tonight. They're all at the house hanging out. I gave him a call. He answered the phone. Um, I was probably slightly inconveniencing him. 
right? He's entertaining and spending time with them. They're from Montana, so they don't make it over a whole lot. So they're spending time together. He took my phone call. We talked for, you know, 10, 15 minutes or something like that. I'll probably meet up with him tomorrow. I was respectable of his time, but I didn't feel like I shouldn't have called. Hmm. So I think that's something that we should all understand that that's okay. If someone's busy, that's fine. Hey, what'd you call for? Hey, I just wanted to catch up. Oh, hey, I'm not going to keep it too long. This is what I called for. It's easier than text messaging. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to communicate with you and talk to you. And I think hearing somebody's voice is far more gratifying for both parties than a text message. So I think if you can understand that, although you may be, what's her name? Who? Oh, Tananda. Tanada. I was going to say Tananda, but I want to mispronounce it. If you can just say, you know what, even if she's really busy right now and can't really take my phone call, her hearing my voice is 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 going to be satisfying for her, even if she can't talk to you for more than 30 seconds. Yeah. I think that's something. Just make the phone call and don't be afraid. Ask my, hey, is it a good time? I really just want to call you to catch up. Nothing important at all. Yeah, that's one of the things that I've I noticed when I am calling someone for a specific reason I'll do. So I'll be like, hey, Kyle, just two quick questions for you, you know, A and B. Yeah. Okay, good. All right, well, you know, if you have time, we can catch up. But if not, you know, cool. But I feel like if if I do that with friendships now, or uh, some things I've done is I'll text you saying, look, it's been a while since we've talked. Let's catch up. You know, let me know when when's a good time for a phone call. Yeah. You know, that way you're letting people know, like, kind of what to expect. Because it's not going to be a quick phone call if we're catching up. It's going to be, you know, 20 minutes to a half hour. Yeah. What's wrong with calling me, though, and saying the same thing? Nothing. Mm. Do that. Yeah. And if I got time, if you got time, if you say, hey, you know what, I'm going to give Kyle, I've got, you know, 45 minutes, I'm not doing anything, thinking about him, want to catch up with him, see what he's doing, let me give him a call. If he's free, cool. If not, then we'll say, hey, you know, I want to catch up with you. Let me know when you got time. Oh, perfect. I'm not working Saturday. And that potentially sets up a schedule where we can actually hang out. Mm-hmm. Here, here's the other question for you. <clears throat> Do you think the accessibility and knowing what people are up to, like on Instagram and Facebook, makes you feel like you're still connected to them? That's a really good question. I think so. I think so. I think that it is a false belief, though, I would say. When you see someone's family pictures or vacation pictures or food pictures or all these other awesome positive things in their really fun political posts, because I've loved those lately, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it makes you feel like you can connect with those people on on certain levels, right? You see their kids, you see whatever they had for dinner last night, but you're not really truly building the relationships with those people yeah like if i post my food and do this and do that i'm not cognizant of the uh pretend relating that somebody else is doing to my pictures or to my posts yeah and i, I think in, in a weird way because of that we don't know when friendships are over or not hmm. because so for example so you're not facebook friends anymore my <laughs> My birthday is next Friday. Yeah. And so I 
was not planning on having a party, but enough people asked. So on Saturday, I'm having my party. If you are in the Seattle area and would like to attend, email me, <laughs> Rohit at GYSTpodcast.com. Like, I'm totally serious. We'll show you the studio and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I, I created a Facebook event and I'm inviting people, right? And I don't know how many friends I've got. You know, it's five to 700, somewhere around there. And thing is, as I'm going through this list one by one, there are people that I don't even remember how I met them or like, wow, when was the last time I really talked to them? And because of that, like, I don't want to, I think in a way, that's why I don't use Facebook as much anymore is because of all their algorithms that like. They won't let you see the same 10 people anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And in a way, I think that's a conversation we had a long time ago on how Facebook has changed who our friends are. 100%. You know, if, if their algorithms didn't show you like these 10 people, show you 10 other people, would I be better friends with them instead of these? Out of sight, out of mind. How has Facebook impacted the world negatively because of that? Oh, Mark? <laughs> Fuck you, up, Mark. But, um, but along those same lines, like there's so many people that I'm like, there, there are a lot of people that, that came up for me. Um, ah, a perfect example. Sorry. I know I'm kind of rambling. No, it's good. But a perfect example is this. I went to the movies the other day and ran into a friend that I hadn't seen in probably five years. Oh, wow. Right? I've not seen in five years. And she was like, hey, like, you know, I love following you on Instagram. And, oh, I saw you went this and that. And it's kind of cool knowing what you're up to now. And looking back, like, in her eyes... The, the friendship is still as fresh as it was five years ago. Were you even aware of that? That she was like looking at my stuff? No, not a clue. So you had no clue with the level of relatability that she was associating with your posts? No. And, and what was interesting is I thought about it Not afterwards. a true relationship. And I was like, wow, you know, I mean, I I would have loved have, had she called me or sent me a message saying, it's been a while, let's get together. That would have been awesome for me. And how often am, am I doing that now mm-hmm. to other people, you know, reaching out to them and be like, look, let's, you know, really start, start start a friendship. And I feel like I've, I've done a good job of that over the years, reaching Shitty. out to people. Shitty. And, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. And letting people know, look, I'd, I'd like for you to play a larger role in my life. Yeah. You know, I want to be better friends. I don't want to just talk to you once a year. On your birthday when Facebook reminds me. Yeah. There was an experiment done. Some guy changed his birthday in Facebook like three times in one year. And sure enough, every time, hey, happy birthday. So happy to see you. And, you know, let's Hope connect. You're doing and, well. Yeah. That's fucking funny. And what's interesting is two years ago, I went through Facebook. Everybody on my birthday who sent me a message, I responded back to them with not just, even the people who are like um, HBD, mm-hmm. you know. Really? Is that what our friendship is worth now? Did you respond T-Y? <laughs> no, I, I went in and I wrote a couple sentences. I was like, thank you very much for remembering me. Like, you know, I here's a highlight from my experience of knowing you. And, you know, here's what your friendship has meant to me. I, I don't, I think maybe like out of the hundred people that did that and me writing a hundred different people for a Probably couple five hours. five or ten responses. Yeah. So how valued are friendships anymore? I can tell you on LinkedIn, I've submitted probably about 40 referrals for people. Mm-hmm. And these are not just like a, oh, Kyle Reed did a great job. These are like paragraphs and paragraphs of your impact, why you should be hired, 
what you bring to the table. And I think I've gotten like three in return. Oh, wow. And I've never like, you know, please send me a feedback or whatever, you know. But it's just interesting how do we not appreciate friendships as much anymore either? Taken for granted. And I don't even think we realize it. I don't even think we realize how we're sabotaging the relationships that we have every day. And how do we even define friendships? Like like I told you when you and I went for wings the other day. Yeah. I think that's the first time you and I ever hung out unplanned as just some buddies. Yeah. And before that, we went to dinner once, but it was a... It was like, hey. I pulled you aside and said, I need to talk to you about something. Let's go to dinner. And it was like, I want you to play a larger role in my life. Mm -hmm. That's not what Wings was about. Wings was all about like, I'm hungry, you're hungry, we're buddies. Let's go. Let's go. Sit at a bar and watch the game. Yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. And so what's interesting is even though I've known you for 10 plus years... We've never done that. Only recently do I feel like there's a friendship mm-hmm. in a weird kind of way because we can talk on the phone for hours about personal development stuff and things that are going on in our lives. But how often do we just get together to be stupid and shoot the breeze? Yeah. And find out how you feel about Blazing Inferno wings. Yeah. <laughs> and why, which ones are your favorite? See, I think that'll be a good topic for the future is how do you define friendships now? Because I think that's evolved. That's that's huge. That's huge. And I think it, I think everyone may have a different definition, right? And shit, we could take that up for another episode. That's that's an episode in and of itself. I'm going to write that down right now. And so while you're writing that down, I'm just going to read a, a couple things. So we put on Facebook, we asked people, do you prefer to communicate via phone call or text and why? So here's some of the responses that we got. Andy Weber said, definitely depends on what you're trying to accomplish. Each medium has its advantages and disadvantages for your goals of communicating. And so that's that's good. He's he's saying they're both good. Yeah. You just need to see which one fits the need that you're trying to do. Uh, Jessica Norman, uh, I prefer text. I think this stems from being an introvert. It allows me to have time to process and form an answer without being put on the spot. Ooh. That being said, phone calls are important for things that tone may get miscommunicated over text. And there is just way too much to cover over text. So she recognizes the importance of a phone call, but also recognizes her fear of live communication. And that's something that we didn't even bring up. No. Anxiety and insecurity, though. I mean, I think those are two things there. I think both, I, I would guarantee you she feels both of those. Um, Anna Birdseye, I prefer text for 80% of my communication most of the time. The people uh, most frequently I contact with, it's a single question or setting up a quick plan. It doesn't require an immediate answer, and I don't feel like the formalities of a phone call. If it's an emergency or the plan is questioned, it becomes more complicated, and then you just need to have a phone call. Well, that's true. I mean, I thought what she put there is interesting. The formalities of a phone call. Yeah. Because we're going to have that, hey, Kyle, how have you been? Oh, good. Like Small talk. Yeah. And then our good old friend Katie Matthews. Katie, Katie. I ran um, Katie at Toys R Us. She put both. Um, text is great for many reasons, but my favorite reason is that I can confirm events and times. I also like to send my friends GIFs and pictures throughout the day without having to engage in a whole conversation with them. I can let Josh, who's her husband, husband yeah. I can let Josh know that I'm thinking about him or cheer up my mom with a 15-second text. That's pretty cool. Here's the real question. Wow. And she went on to write a book. So, wow. Katie, thank you for that. We're just going to stop there. That's good feedback. Here's a real question. 
Is it GIFs or GIFs? So interesting. <laughs> do, you, do you know this? I don't. So the the inventor came out and said it's GIFs. Okay. He said it's with the hard G. Okay. But the community like said no, it's GIFs. Jerks. Animated GIF or anime GIF. Wait, now I'm confused. What do I say? You I'll just you said GIF. GIF. You said GIF when you read that. Send him a GIF. And with that said, Rohit, that's all I got this week, man. I like it. I I can tell you that I, I would like to call up some people now. Yeah. And just let them know. Just start off by saying, look, I was thinking about you. Yeah. And, yeah. Wanted to say, hey, my brother's calling me again. I should probably answer this call now. Yeah. Second one in 20 minutes. <laughs> so with that. We're signing off. Thanks again, GYSD Podcast, GYSDpodcast.com. Listen, tune in, tell your friends. We'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in to our GYST podcast. We hope you learned how to get your together.